Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take your business to the next level. Your host, Paul, is the best-selling author of Cut That Grass and Make That Cash and the brand new book, Best Business Practices for Landscapers, now available on Audible. Here's your host, Paul Jamison. Hey, what's up, friends? Welcome to episode number 613 of the Green Industry Podcast. I am your host, Paul Jamison, and today I'm going to share the interesting story of how I was able to get a whole entire street of customers through excellent marketing and route density and then lose every single customer on that street. I'm going to tell you uh, the incredible story of how that all uh, unfolded and, of course, the key takeaways of what I learned uh, from my mistake. So that's what we're going to do on today's show. Uh, This story is just, uh, you know, as time passes and and the, the wounds heal and the scars heal up, uh, sometimes I feel more confident to share some of these stories, but uh, when it was, you know, near to the time that this happened, it was like, oh man, I, I was, I didn't want anyone to find out about this. It was so embarrassing to lose an entire street of customers, uh, but I did it <laughs> and uh, I want to uh, hopefully intercept somebody out there as you really build route density, which you know, all the experts in our industry would say route density is um, really beneficial to your business. But you need to keep in mind, if you are going to have a bunch of your customers in a very tight area and community, especially when they're all neighbors on one street, one little misstep, one little mistake could have like a domino effect. And so um, anyway, we'll unpack all that uh, here in just a moment. I want to say thank you to uh, Jobber. They're um, bringing us today's episode. Uh, Jobber is the software that I use to organize and manage my business. Jobber makes it easy to quote projects and the best part of Jobber is they help us to get paid faster. You don't have to wait for a check to get in the mail. You don't have to open up a grill and hope that, you know, the check's in the Ziploc bag and that greasy grill. Uh, You can just send your customer the invoice. They can pay it online or uh, even better, in my opinion, uh, for those uh, reoccurring customers, you can just get their card on on file. And then as you agree, only charge the card as you agree upon it, but you can actually charge their card on file. Um, So... You get paid faster and really organize your business. I was just watching um, Instagram this morning and and Nick Carlson was talking about automate your business, automate your business, automate your business. And uh, Jobber definitely uh, provides a CRM to make that all possible to stay organized as you scale your business. Head on over to getjobber.com forward slash Paul, or that link will be in today's show notes. You can actually try the 14 day free trial. And then if you um, like what you experience in the free trial, and um, subscribe to Jobber, you'll actually save 20% off your first six months when you go to getjobber.com forward slash Paul. Well, friends, in the early days of my business, I was watching a lot of Geek to Freak, uh, Greg Chisholm, and Greg had this video or maybe a couple videos on how he would pass out these flyers across the neighborhood and that's how he would get business. And so I took that example. And of course, nowadays, we, you know, now that I've been in the industry longer, if I could go back in time, I would have done a door hanger or a postcard, but I didn't, I didn't have access to all that information. My, my main gateway to information was YouTube and the uh, predominant thought leader on um, marketing and lawn care at that time was geek to freak. He'd had this little yellow shirt on. He'd be sitting in his family room 
Some of y'all know about those videos, man. Those were so good. And so anyway, I, I took the, the concept that Greg shared about passing out these flyers in a neighborhood. And I went on to my computer. I think I had Microsoft Word back then. And I found this template that lets you print a brochure that would fold in like a three parts, I guess like a trifold, and it would fold up into a brochure. It would print on an eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper. So I had a printer, I had computer paper, I had Microsoft Word. So I started playing around with the template and I was like, oh, it's pretty cool because basically like six different page, not pages, but six different sections of information because when you fold the, the paper, you're getting the print ink on the front and the back. And so I was like, oh, this is a lot of real estate to, you know, share who I am, my messaging. And so I didn't have training or anything like that. I just typed the name of my business. I put my website, put my phone number. I put my $45 maintenance <laughs> price in there, um, which, you know, included mow edge, trim and blow. And then that, that was way underpriced. I didn't even have a clue what I was doing pricing wise back then. Cause uh, all the way back then, it was 45 bucks per man hour was the industry average. Now, now it's, you know, 55, 60 bucks per man hour and, and beyond. Uh, but I didn't know that. So I'm sitting there putting my price in at 45 bucks, <laughs> which is too low. But, and I put some more information. I just kind of have a little, little paragraph about who I was and uh, my passion for quality work, which was my, definitely my, my strength that I had to bring to the market back then is I was very detail oriented and, and meticulous and, and, and took a lot of pride in doing a good job and making each property look as great as I could. So anyway, I, I package all that together and, uh, you know, I printed them off. Then my ink cartridge would run out. I'd go over to Wally world, get a new ink cartridge, put that in, print some more off. And, um, this neighborhood that, uh, I'm not going to tell you where it is. Cause it's one of my, uh, it's one of my secret weapons, but there's a neighborhood in Atlanta, which is a big city. So you can look for it if you want, but they have these, they have these mailboxes that has the USPS, you know, regular mailbox on top. But underneath that, they have what's called like a birdie box where you can actually put flyers, postcards legally, you know, the community can walk, walk across uh, the sidewalk throughout the neighborhood. And, and you can put in, you know, like the HOA wants to put, we're having a pool party on Saturday, you know, 10 AM to 2 PM or whatever. Um, you know, they would put flyers like that in these birdie boxes. And so I could legally put something in that birdie box and they would more than likely see it. Um, you can't open the mailbox. That's against the law, but the birdie box is fair game. And so I took my little pamphlet and I'm just walking down the sidewalk and I'm putting it in the the birdie boxes. I think I did it twice. I think I, I did it one week and I walked back the next week and, you know, I had another round. Um, there are several hundred homes in this neighborhood. So I'm, I'm walking and, um, there's this old man out in his, uh, front yard. And I thought, I thought, uh, just, uh, from his countenance and I don't know, nonverbals, I thought this guy was really mad at me for, for passing these out. And I knew I, I was like, I thought this is legal. I thought I could do this, but he just, you know, he's standing out there looking at me as I'm walking down the street and, Hey, you know, just starts like yelling at me. I was like, uh, I'm so sorry, sir. He's like, no, nah, get over here. And he, and he, and I'm like, you know, hesitantly walking over there. And, uh, the old man's like, Hey, I ran out of gas, man. And I'm thinking like gasoline, you know, like uh, petroleum fuel. And he's like, I ran out of gas. And he's like, I used to look at my yard and he's showing off. Look, look at that edge. Look at those flowers. Every, he's, I did all this myself, but he's, I ran out of gas. And what he was talking about was he ran out of energy. And he's like, ah, I don't think I can do it anymore. You know, it's, it's a spring day in Atlanta. It's like 82 degrees, 10 AM, you know? And, um, he's like, you, you do lawn care, huh? 
And I was like, yes, sir. And I, you know, I give him my pamphlet and he's basically was like, well, I'll give you one shot and, uh, you come take care. Look at this. It's perfect. No one does it better than me. So I, you can't do as good as me, but, um, you try. And, and, uh, then, uh, he's like, if you do good, I'll get you the whole street. He's like, I'm, I know everybody around here. And he used to actually play for the Cleveland Indians, which was pretty cool. Uh, cause, um, I was from Ohio and I didn't find that out till later, but long story short, he's like, come, come take care of my property. And then, um, if you do a good job, we're going to, we're going to share it with you and blow you up in the neighborhood and get you a bunch of work, more work than you can handle. So that was his, um, invitation to me. So I didn't have my, um, my Honda Accord <laughs> at the time or anything like that. I was just walking the neighborhood. Um, I think I parked over at like the swimming pool tennis court area, you know, and just walking the neighborhood. But I was like, all right, yes, sir. You know, I'll be here tomorrow. And um, so I called my buddy Tyler. I was like, hey, I got, I got us a job tomorrow. If we if we bang this out good, we're going to get the whole neighborhood. And, and you know, I, I uh, cause if you know my story, if you don't know my story, go recut that grass, make that cash. I, I share the origin story. But um, I didn't even have the full lineup of equipment or a truck. So I need to rely on my buddy Tyler to come through for me. So I called him. I was like, Hey, can you work tomorrow? He's like, yeah. I was like, all right, we gotta, we gotta make this yard look perfect. And, and told him the whole deal. So as you guys can probably hear, my phone's blowing up. I gotta, I gotta uh, put out a fire real quick, Mr. Producer, and take care of this. But uh, here's what we're going to do. Kick it over to Marty uh, here from today's show sponsors. I got to make a quick phone call and uh, coming up, I'm going to share how we got the whole neighborhood, or the whole street at least, and lost the old street. <laughs> Crazy story. Call it right up. Hey, landscaper, do you work hard all year for freedom but still feel as though your money controls you? Unfortunately, because you can't give bookkeeping your full energy or focus, it just sits there most nights untouched, continually haunting you? Because your business demands your time elsewhere, you need a personalized bookkeeping solution dedicated to your industry. Gulf Coast Bookkeeping, now known as the Landscaping Bookkeeper, is dedicated to giving your time and peace of mind back through our monthly bookkeeping service. You can begin this partnership with us today by going to gulfcoastbk.com and scheduling a 15-minute phone call. We want you to become a confident and informed business owner. We'll take care of your grain so you can take care of theirs. Schedule a 15-minute call today at gulfcoastbk.com. You can count on Jobber to keep your business organized. Manage your business and back and forth with customers from one place. Estimate, quote, schedule, invoice, get paid, no software experience required. Friends, you can save 20% off your first six months at getjobber.com forward slash Paul or click on the link in today's show notes to try out the business management software that I've been using for years, Jobber. Have you heard the exciting news? Caleb and Brittany have started construction on what will be the Hardscape Academy's official headquarters for in-person training. This summer, you'll be able to go to their 8,400-square-foot facility in beautiful Fairfield County, Ohio, and get the hands-on training you and your crew need to improve your skill set and earn more money. If you can't attend in person, they will always have their online training resources for paper installation, retaining walls, fire pits, and step installation, along with one-on-one coaching calls. All of this can be found at thehardscapeacademy.com. If you're serious about mastering your skills, abilities, efficiency, and bottom line, thehardscapeacademy.com is for you. 
And that link is in today's show notes. All righty. So did a little organic guerrilla marketing, walk in the neighborhood, passing out my little uh, trifold brochure things uh, that I made at home, DIY all the way. And then um, we pick up a possible new account. This guy uh, had a lot of influence on his street in the neighborhood. One of these guys that are retired and, you know, just any little thing that goes on in the house or pardon me, in the neighborhood, it, it's a big deal to this guy. You know what I mean? There, there's folks like that that just, they got nothing better to do than get in everyone's business. But he does know a lot of people in the neighborhood, quite a character. And um, so my buddy Tyler and I go, we, we try our best. And, uh, the, him and, um, you know, the, the, the homeowner, um, you know, basically kind of, I could tell he, he's one of those guys that just uh, acts like he doesn't like anybody, but I could tell he liked us. And so, um, he's like, all right, well, why don't you guys come back next week? I'm going to, I'm going to get to work on getting you some more business. And, um, so we come back, we do this lawn again, and then introduces us to the guy across the street who is a pilot and, uh, digged, uh, private, you know, flights, uh, for some pretty cool people, pretty cool stories. This guy would tell us. So we ended up picking his account up. Then, then the next door neighbor, old Mrs. Wilson, we pick her up and, uh, and then the, her neighbor. And it just, it just literally this street as time went on, uh, and he would just go and he basically, Hey, you got to hire these guys. You understand? Hire. Hey, hey. you know, and, and he'd go to bat for us. So, uh, within that first season, we now got, it's not a huge street, but it's, it's pretty big. And, uh, we got everyone. And then at the end of the street, there was this, uh, this guy is a, I think he's a multimillionaire. He's, um, I'm not going to say his name, but he had just sold a business for a whole bunch of money and, you know, a bunch of nice cars there and nice stuff. And, um, you know, we picked him up and then the person, if you turn left, uh, or not, you know what I mean? We started picking people up on the other street. It's just like a reservoir. So we, it was really starting to to accumulate the the route density. And so and it was just growing, growing, growing. The the customers and uh, everyone liked us. Um, it seemed like we, we were doing a really good job. So here's how it all turned south fast. I was at the time working at Carabas, the restaurant. And typically I had to be in, depending on the day, either four o'clock or four thirty my shift would start. And so I'd start cutting grass, uh, usually 8am and, uh, I'd work all day, you know, and usually try to stop around three, three fifteen. And uh, my apartment where I was living at the time was really close to Carabas, uh, about a mile and a half at most. Uh, and, uh, just depending on traffic. So, uh, not that the, I guess it would always be a mile and a half, but <laughs> the time it took for the commute depended on if the traffic light was red. There's two traffic lights, actually, if they were red or green, you know how that works. But I could whip over to the restaurant, you know, within five minutes is, is very close. So I'd, I'd go home, I'd get a real quick shower, I'd put on my my restaurant outfit, and then I'd, I'd go to work. That was kind of my, my, my workflow during the weekdays. And then on the weekends, I also had another job at the radio station. So I was stretched thin. I was burning the candle at uh, three ends, if that's even possible. And uh, as my schedule was just so full and crazy, I just was starting to live on fumes, kind of my energy. I mean, I'd wake up in the morning, I'd be exhausted. I just wasn't thinking sharply and things of that nature. And so in this neighborhood that we had the whole street, um, this, this is now the next year. So this is the, 
the th- we're now into a, a new season. So we picked everyone up the previous season, and now we're into a new new season. It's March, and um, in March you scalp the grass down to to nothing, and so we're getting now homeowners that actually do their own lawn maintenance, but they don't want to put the wear and tear on their mowers. So they're like, Hey, can you, can you come scalp our yard? And, and then the neighbor was, Hey, can you come scalp our yard? So we're like, yeah, which it does take a lot more time than a regular maintenance when you're, when you're scalping it down. So in addition to all the yards we already had on the street, uh, we had these other customers in the same neighborhood. They were just on the street over that, that wanted some one-time cuts of a scalp, which would cut their yard down to like a half inch. And then we also had the the multimillionaire fella uh, wanted us to do some trimming and some pruning that day. And so we had a regular schedule, which would take us a full day anyway. And I just added on top of that two scalps and a prune. And so I knew Tyler and I couldn't get it all done. So I asked one of my other buddies, hey, can you come work with us? And he's a little older fellow. So I was like, you only need to work half a day, but we just need, we just need a little bit more more manpower so we can get this work done. So, uh, as we're getting work, uh, as we're getting ready in, uh, in the morning, Tyler messages me and says, Hey, just a quick heads up. I think it was his girlfriend's birthday party or something. So he's like, I, I got to cut out early today. Cause I, they had some big, uh, plan for, for this big party thing at night or whatever. So I was like, okay. And, and, and granted we're using his equipment in his truck. Uh, so I, I'm not, you know, I, I can't be, uh, too, uh, I just got to roll with the punches. So I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, that's cool. And uh, so I'm thinking it's going to be really tight to get all this work done. And so we get going and uh, bang out the maintenance is on the street. Uh, Buddy Joe starts pruning the one house while Tyler and I go over and, and scalp the other one. Well, it was so hot, even though it was March, uh, Joe's a little bit older. He got hot. He got overworked. He got overdone. And so he just, he just went home. <laughs> he just, we were up the other property and, uh, for whatever reason, I missed his call, you know, it was loud and things like that. He just went home and he, he left me a voicemail later. He's like, Hey, I'm not feeling well. I, I'm so sorry. I, I cut all the bushes, but I didn't pick up the clippings or anything. And, um, I just, I just had to go home. Well, I missed, uh, I missed his voicemail and I never went back to check. I just, you know, he's, he's got a good work ethic and uh former Navy SEAL. Just, I didn't, I didn't have to check on him. I knew he'd do a good job. So anyway, and I get so many voicemails. I, I don't know how many voicemails I have, but I didn't have time to go through all of them because I knew I wasn't going to be able to respond to anybody anyway, because I had to go to the restaurant at night. So we, me and Tyler get done. He's got to cut out early for his uh party or whatever. I got to go to work at the restaurant. So I go home and, uh, shower, get ready. I go to work at the restaurant and then I'm, I'm realizing, I was like, man, I got so many missed calls. I got so many voicemails today, but I, I'm, again, I can't check my phone till after I get done at, at the restaurant. And so by the time I get done working at the restaurant that night, I start going through all these voicemails, which you guys know in the spring rush, your phone, you just get a bunch of voicemails, especially if you do marketing. And so I'm going through and you know, I get Joe's voicemail. Hey, I wasn't feeling well. I had to go home early. Uh, I left all the clippings, so make sure you swing by and pick them up. You know, and I'm thinking, oh man, my heart sinks. Then the next voicemail, you know, is, is um, upset customers <laughs> chewing me out. I mean, these people are from up by uh, New York City too, so they could, uh, but 
they, they could cuss good, you know, with the accent and all this stuff. And what kind of company would prune everything? And my wife came home and she saw clippings everywhere. You got what? Blah, 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 you know, come pick this up immediately. And, and uh, unbelievable, blah, blah, you know, just colorful. I'm, I'm, I'm giving you guys the abbreviated version and uh, other voicemail, you know, well, I can't believe you. I, I gave you a whole street of recommendations and you're making me look bad. And I did. Oh, it's just. And then I think old Mrs. Wilson, the nicest old lady. Hi, Paul. You know, I know you guys always do a good job, but uh, you forgot to blow out the grass and the, um, like, you know, where the sewer thing is on the, on the outside of the street where the, um, the, basically where the grass hits the street, there was a little section there where, um, you know, the grass got, uh, didn't get blown, which was, you know, unacceptable, but it was like all these mistakes in one. And so now everyone on the street is on, you know, we're now, um, booking like Chuck in the truck. So I, I, uh, I didn't even have time to call back. Cause by the time I got the voicemail, it was like 10 30, 10 45. So first thing in the morning, it might've been like six 45 in the morning. I was at the multimillionaire's house with my rake and my, uh, you know, my trash bags and tarps and just everything to clean up all the, all the clippings. And, uh, long story short, that didn't go over too well. The guy chewed me out and basically fired me, even though I tried to redeem it and clean it up, you know, first thing in the morning, it was, the damage was done. So he fired me, the guy, um, uh, and I actually cried in, in hindsight. It, it was really painful because the guy who we started working for, um, you know, he notified us, we're done, we're done. You know, I just say, <laughs> you guys blew it. And I just, uh, yeah, yeah, it was, uh, th- this guy's personality is pretty comical, but, um, anyway, he fires us and then, you know, they all, they all fired us except Mrs. Wilson. And then she ended up firing us like a couple of weeks later, you know, I, some new company came in and they, they took over all the street and took over all the things. And I had zero left to, to show for it. And then actually I had one left, the, the guy, if you go down the street and turn left and then he moves. So I <laughs> ended up, when it was all said and done, I lost all those accounts. And I lost my reputation in the neighborhood. The all the organic word of mouth referrals came to a screeching halt. And so, what I learned from that was many things. But I was not only unorganized; I just realistically had too much on my plate. And I think in life in general, when we are singularly focused on a goal, we set a goal and we accomplish it you know, we, we really can be effective and, and have a lot of traction and, and make things happen. But when we're stretched thin, and in my situation, I'm working lawn care in the morning and the early afternoon, I'm going and working a restaurant job in the evenings, which if you've ever waited tables at, at a high traffic restaurant, like this one, the Carabas was right next to an arena, which, you know, there's concerts all the time. And, um, I got all, I, you know, I should do an episode one day, Marty on, on my times at the restaurant. There's all kind of famous people that come in there. Ed Sheeran, he's a singer now or whatever. I, I didn't know who these guys were, but, you know, Alan Iverson, Ric Flair, they were some local regulars and there's all kinds of people that would come in there. But um, I digress. I would go work that job, which was some of my other work coworkers. That was their full-time job. I mean, one guy, you know, he had a, a kid at like, child support and then he just, this was his full-time job. He did what I did full-time. And, um, you know, actually majority of those guys, that was their full-time job. I, it was just my side hustle, six nights a week serving restaurants. Like, this is easy peasy. This ain't nothing compared to my full-time job doing lawn care. Um, but because I wasn't charging enough pricing, my, my, my prices weren't high enough because I wasn't automated enough. I just, I had to make ends meet. So I, I did the whole, um, 
you know, part-time slash full-time job at the restaurant. And then in addition to all of that, I was working at a radio station, um, do, do a ministry on the weekends, which was a, 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 a you know, a, a demanding on my schedule. So I bit off way more than I can chew, um, with my overall schedule. And then for that specific day, I bit off more than I can chew trying to, you know, these guys that scout wanted the one-off scalp jobs, you know, that's time sensitive because you, you need to get it scalped at a certain time of the year, um, right before it really starts growing and, and, um, or as it starts growing. And, and, and so I, I knew I, you know, if I, if I wasn't going to say yes to them, I knew they were going to find somebody else. Cause they just really wanted it scalped. And the, the multimillionaire fella, um, I knew he was big money and spent big money. He's some guys are ostentatious, um, with their money, but, um, anyway, they'll spend it. And, and, and I wanted to try to, uh, no pun intended, rake in some of that. And I end up raking in the clippings <laughs> that Joe left behind. But, um, you know, in hindsight, I shouldn't have committed knowing that our maintenance day in that neighborhood anyways, a full day, I shouldn't have added on to that a, a prune job and a, and a scalp job and just squeeze it all into one day and just try to get it all done in one day. It really was too much. And I kind of knew that going in. I was like, that's going to, how are we going to get this all done by the time I go to the restaurant? It's going to be a miracle. But that's just kind of as, as entrepreneurs, I think sometimes we just roll up our sleeves and, and like, let's get it done. Like we like, uh, um, I don't play video games anymore, but when I used to play Madden, I'd always set it on the highest, uh, the, the most difficult setting. Um, I think it was called Madden. I, I forget the levels, but I wanted to play the hardest, like I wanted the hardest challenge and things like that. And um, so as I've matured as a business owner, I've realized, A, I need to live frugally. So I'm not as stressed out about finances, but that's why I'm, you know, hashtag debt-free community and so um, hyper-focused on promoting a debt-free lifestyle because when you don't have all these payments, you can, um, and you live frugally, you don't have as much pressure with all the the juggling of the bills. And also as I've matured in business, I've realized how important margin is. Um, instead of overfilling the schedule for the day and, you know, kind of thinking in the back of our minds, well, this is going to be tough. How are we going to get all this done? It's better to have a little bit less scheduled with margin with in case something happens like Joe can't work because of his health and, you know, we have to go clean up all the clippings. It's going to take us extra hour and a half or, you know, two, three man hours of work or whatever the other um, situation is, it's always better to kind of undercommit and to leave that margin. And so how can you set up your business so that you can afford to have that margin each day? And it, it comes with automating. It comes with, in, in my case, not, not working three jobs simultaneously, a, a radio show career, a restaurant career, and a, um, a lawn care career. And so I just had too much going on. And so as you guys um, plan um, for this spring, just, just be mindful that each day, you know, commit to doing profitable work, um, but, but don't over schedule the days and, and, and bite off more than we can chew. Because for example, the quality controller lack thereof when we left a little bit of grass in Miss, Mrs. Uh, Wilson's, um, you know, street that should have been blown Little things like that got neglected because it was it was rush 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 to get on to the next property to get on to the scalp job to to get everything done and um, so anyway I lost a whole account uh, a whole street worth of accounts I lost um, potential future work because I was getting all these word of mouth we were the go to guys and then 
um, I actually know the new company that they replaced us with. And then that company actually blew up in that neighborhood because they, you know, they, they could handle and they did a much better job than we did. Um, which, you know, it, it was, it was a learning experience. So I could, uh, share many, many, many more takeaways, um, from the lessons learned, um, in that day. But I think I shared enough to, to let you guys know that we need to be careful in, in not over committing and making sure that when we do focus on route density, that not that you shouldn't focus anyway on, on doing excellent work and integrity and just quality overall, that should always be our focus. But especially when you are a route dense company, one mistake, like my, I had one bad day and, and it was, it was the, the dominoes started falling when Joe went home early, Tyler cut out early and I missed my voicemail. Cause in hindsight, if I would have intercepted that voicemail from Joe, I, you know, I probably could have went and at least intercepted the customer and, and, and said, Hey, I am so sorry. My, my, you know, the fellow that pruned this, um, had a health issue. He had to go home for the day. Um, and, and, and maybe felt it out. Like, should I cancel my chef to Carabas and clean up these clippings? Or should I see if they'll give me grace to come back first thing in the morning and apologize? get out ahead of time before the wife came home from work, you know, and saw what in the world, just, there was so much pruning too, man. It was, it was, uh, I'm trying to think how many man hours I spent that next day when I got out there. I think I got out there as the sun was coming up and worked till about lunchtime of just cleaning everything up it was a, a massive 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 prune that you know you, it's just it all got in the mulch and you have to pick up the clipping without getting the mulch and all this stuff so anyway it is what it is uh, it all kind of was this perfect storm and it uh it cost me and so there's the story don't do what i did <laughs> oh well you could do what i did with marketing to a, a neighborhood I, I think um even if even if it was the the um low budget marketing plan that I did, obviously um, door hangers or postcards would be better. But um, once you do start accumulating accounts in a, a very dense neighborhood, um, and even within, you know, taking over a street in a neighborhood, you got to bring our A game. We got to, we got to knock it out of the park and keep those customers happy. So there you go. Well, thanks for listening to today's show, friends. Again, if you want to automate your business, get things organized, uh, Jobber is offering a 14-day free trial to Green Industry Podcast listeners with the um, opportunity to then save 20% off your first six months um, when you sign up. Um, so that's all happening at getjobber.com forward slash Paul. And Mr. Producer will put that link in the show notes. So uh, that's a way to organize your business and uh, get everything um, onboarded to a CRM if you've not already done so. Getjobber.com forward slash Paul. Thanks for listening, friends. Hope to catch you on the next episode. This has been a Jameson Media and Mr. Producer production.